This is Open Encounters. Hear the voices of the people who have crossed the Mediterranean Sea. Now they're on their next journey of settling their lives in Italy and beyond. Their voices on Open Encounters from migrants of the Mediterranean. Well, thank you guys both for meeting again today and talking with me when we met last month in early October. We had a really important conversation, I thought, about the reality of mental health and depression that happens around here that I know you've talked about suffering, Abraham, and Abdul, maybe in your own way too, but I know it's a common problem. So I want to keep talking about that and try to understand what sort of triggers that come up for you that make it difficult to deal with the depression and then find out if resources are available to you for help what are they where are they who would like to start i was facing uh, god's creates human to be loved and he creates things to be used and now things is to be loved by human is to be used. When you find yourself in this in a, in a in a situation that's you ought not be there, and you feel like uh, you are not being wanted, even when you try to fit yourself in, mm-hmm. or even when you fit in, you're still not being wanted there. So you're you always feel, feeling yeah, like an outsider. You feel, yeah, you feel lost. You feel lost in your mind, lost in your head. You feel yeah, nobody give a fuck about nobody care about you. You know, those, those feelings, those words, it leads to, you know, depression. And uh, if one's, one's not strong, it leads to suicide. And is suicide, again, something that we see often around yeah. here? We've heard about it. Many people have witnessed it. Even me, I'm a victim of it several times. Several suicide attempts? Yeah, several times. But I keep battling every day. The words come, I just, you know, keep battling, try to change my my mindset, my thinking at that point, because I have kids to take care of. Those are the things that comes to my head and I try to, you know, control it. But it's hard to control on your it's own. It's difficult to control. And are there resources here in the camp at Middleburg? people who can you can talk to therapists or something like that there are people you can talk to it's not all about talk and tell your situations or your pains or your worries it's about actions it's about actions it's about taking the step when you tell this person look at what is wrong with me you take a step and try to find out the source of those problems or what trigger to those issues mm-hmm. okay I explain my situation the things that I've been battling, they are witnesses. All I could get is sleeping tablet. Okay. Months to months, year to year, sleeping tablet. No, no attention, mm-hmm. no care. Mm-hmm. So there's not like one-on-one talk therapy you can get. There's not a different kind of drug that they'll prescribe. All I could get, I don't even, it's in there. Just sleeping tablet. What can a sleeping tablet do with depression? What can a sleeping tablet do to change your mindset that can help you? And Abdul, I'm going to just throw it over to you here too. I know you're in a different situation yeah. and you're Abraham's roommate. Yeah. How do you 
look at this situation? I see it, to be honest, I see it, it's really dif difficult because he told me before that he have his problems that is not easy for him here and we're not children anymore, we are grown people we have our lives and it's like a wall in front of us where we cannot climb we cannot come around of it and with me I'm smiling but for me every day I'm getting tired of this situation how I'm saying I'm getting I'm getting done with this so I was thinking like okay let me take my bag and just leave because this is not a life where we can just leave like enough free time but you're not sure about your future Right. Yeah. And I mean, like, there's something you were saying. AB is going to check on his food. But you were saying, too, just as we were warming up this conversation about getting on this road, but where does the road lead? Exactly. Like, um, uh, I uh, repeat, it's like a long, long highway from uh, Nevada to California. Like a desert around with no, nobody. No signs, no orientation. Not even a flight. Not. So you just walk, you just you don't see the result. I see it like prison here, to be honest, because it's like in prison at least you know when you get free. You don't have the date when they give you the, your answer because that's wasting of time. Because some people uh, have it difficult. Some people uh, get frustration. Fights happen because people are stuck together in. In one place. Usually, how many people per room? Three. So three grown men or maybe a family in one small room. For 99.99% pro, 99 .99 is the camp with everybody three. You have to be lucky to live with one person. And those people who are in your room, we're talking about people from different countries, people who speak different languages. Well, Kua. No, co is not all bad, to be honest, because they try to put you in same group, let's say same country, but it, it doesn't mean you came from the same country that you understand each other. Some people from same country have hate towards each other. Right, people are people, there's not going to always be... Yeah. Exactly. And I'm suffered from living with uh, somebody that I didn't have the connection with, and uh, the understanding. So eventually I choose for myself and uh, now I live with A.B., Abraham. And I'm happy with it because me and him, we not You're just... more compatible. Yeah. yeah, compatible. Like, we're two grown men. We understand what life is. Not everybody understands that. Yeah. They see it some, as a playground. Some people came to the asylum and see it as a playground. A little vacation. A little vacation. Anas, I'm so happy to have you back here with us too. I know you're a little bit under the weather today. Yes, I've not been feeling so. I'm so sorry. In any case, we'll we would love to continue talking with you as of well. Course, and if course. you start to feel unwell, of course you can step uh, no, away. No, no, it's okay now. But you know, we were talking about the usual stuff, just like last time, talking about the realities of being in this koa camp which although even though look we're sitting on these couches there's a nice well-lit room there's guys playing foosball over here there's video game like you know it's kind of nice there's a coffee stand plants on the tables multiple televisions like you know if you just took one look in the room you'd be like this is pretty nice and it is but what's the reality of coming in and seeing this same space every day and the people around you are not your family. 
and not your immediate friends. Like we, I said the other day, as I see Middleburg, is very good with facilities. Yes, and the Middleburg city itself has uh, also very nice um, social amenities which interact with the uh, refugee programs that make it nice. So for this location itself, it's a very fair and a very decent one. But unfortunately, not the case from many other locations that I've been. Right. Uh-huh. Because uh, from here, I think it's a very, um, it's more lively and more accommodating, more conducive, mm-hmm. more comfy, I should say. But where I came from, it's like there are camps with no recreational center. Right. What camps were you in before? Um, when, before I came here, I was in AZC Hilze. He visited Hilze some time ago to see a friend, and he saw it. It's like jail. It's like jail. It's like a small camp. It's not small camp. It's a small village. It's not even a camp. If you want to go to a friend that lives the, the another side, you must take a bike. It's like at least five minutes with a bike. And it's in the woods. It used to be, I think, it's a World War Two military camp. Oh, really? Yeah. And so far from the city. So That's a problem when it's far. Yeah. yeah, and no recreation. So and the internet's there, bad, and you live with four people in the room. So I've been to Anna's old room. So everybody. Looks. And you had th- four of you in one room previously. Yeah, in that camp it was four of us in one room, and we cannot cook our own food. Oh. Yeah. That was. And what was the food you were eating then? Uh, random diets, but they were served by the the, COA, the government, mm-hmm. and it was once a day. Yes, that was very challenging. Yes, that was super challenging. Because, uh, trust me, in that camp, many people cried. Even men cried. Because when will I leave this place? What will become of me? Why am I being fed with food without my choice? And so on. And, uh, yes, it was very tough there. It is still very tough there. That is one of the toughest camps that I've been, aside from Apple. But of course, Apple is the beginning point. Yeah. So I understand it's a center, not really like a uh, hospitable camp. But for other camps where we just live in, Hilze is one of the toughest that I've been. Yeah, it's, 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 it's really, it's, it really sounds um, a little bit awful. Yeah. I just want to keep peeling back the reality of what it's like to live in the camps. And I mean, we can talk about the other camps, but we're all here in Middleburg together. And hello, Mohammed from Syria, right? I'm really glad that you could join us. I'm glad you popped in. Thanks for being here. Okay. Thank you. Appreciate uh, your efforts. Uh, And uh, yeah, we are living here uh, in the camp, like uh, like we have 300, 400 people, Mm -hmm. maybe. The camp is good, but still the the social life here is, uh, yeah, it's difficult. Now, and your situation is unique because you're separated from your family who's in Morocco. Is that correct? That's right, yeah. Yeah, I have a wife and three kids that are living there. And right now you've been in Middleburg for how long? It's almost like six months now, yeah. Yeah, it's so long, yeah. And let's talk about your situation because you're separated from your family, your immediate family, yeah. and you're living in a room alone or do you have roommates? 
Now I have roommates. We are living like three people in, uh, in um, like 16 square meter, uh, which is uh, really difficult. And what is your age? I'm like 41 right now. 41. Yeah. You have a wife and two children in another country, and now you're staying in this room with two other men. You said 16 square meters. That's right. That's totally right. And this, yeah, so there's like, like there's no privacy in, uh, in the room, you know. Even the core, they have the right to open the door anytime they want. Yeah, because they have a double key. For, Has that happened? Yes, it happened before. Yeah, they knock the door. They announce that they are core. They try like twice or three times. Uh, if you didn't answer them, they can open the door. Okay. What about, you know, we've also been speaking here about depression because Abraham has suffered a lot from depression being here. And part of the thing that I think triggers the depression is just the situation that you're in this small room, you're seeing the same scenery again and again and again every day, and there's no sense of when it will end. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, see, Camilla, uh, it's... Uh Okay, we can we can manage this time here, but it depends on the case itself for each person here. There's a lot of activities you can do it. Uh, you can uh, like uh, hang out. It's not a prison at the end, right? But yeah, it depends on the case itself. So my case was complicated. I spent a lot of time here. Yeah, I had depression. Yeah, to be honest, like I spent like two months. I can't even sleep before 11 a.m. Were there resources here or somewhere else to help you? Resources like someone to talk to or a doctor who could prescribe something if it was severe? Yes, yes, there is, but bureaucracy, there is a lot of procedures to do and to pass through until you get what you want. So, uh, no, you better manage yourself here. But the people here, like the like, poor stuff, they are awesome, they are great. I can't say anything about them. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they tried their best to took me out from this atmosphere which I, I put myself in you know. yeah they had a great cooperation with us yeah we're lucky that we have like this cool stuff here in uh, this camp because in the other camps it's it's not yeah that's what, that's what honest really messed up because I've been to a couple camps visiting yes. and what I saw like the camp uh, in Gilsa where Anish used to live he Koa doesn't even come to, to check on you. I totally agree, yeah. Yeah. There, you only see them when they, you have a letter or when you have to transfer. If you need them, you must make appointment. Correct me if I'm wrong. In Hardenberg, it's all right. It's a small camp, but if you need koa, it's not like here. You knock on the door. There, you must make an appointment. Other else, you don't see them. And, and have you noticed, is the mindset and the mental health of people in those camps different from how it is here? Yeah, there's, yeah, it depends on the person, like uh, Mohammed said, it depends on the person, his situation. Like some people are, uh, it's not the first time they see camp. For people that they are new, camp, they can like be, be patient, but people that's like... Right, because if you're new, you don't have any sense of what lies ahead anyway. It's kind of, you feel a bit more hopeful, like, oh, this could be over in a month or two, but yeah. then it drags on for a while. Yes. <laughs> for years. For, you said for years. For years. Yeah, for years. That's uh, so. Uh, one thing I say is that on the public websites and everywhere, they should put up that the asylum procedure is two years. <laughs> yes, they should be open and transparent. But to put six months, and I never saw nobody have 
their cases solved in six months. So that alone is is not true. Yes. Um, and now, what are what are some things that you guys are doing just to keep yourself up? Like, what steps do you take? How do you structure your day? What do you do to keep yourself moving and feeling positive and like there is a future ahead when every day is so tough? With me, luckily, I I know I know I know I have friends outside, so I meet mm-hmm. them. I play a little bit uh, game soccer game. Or uh, play with the boys talk, and I'm I'm like uh, visiting everybody. You know, I know. The <laughs> yeah, most well, of you are the social director. That's true. <laughs> so yeah, I try to have uh, talk with people. You know. Well, so. and also I guess you're a little bit lucky too, Abdul, because you speak the language. You speak Dutch. Thanks God, I'm I'm happy with it. I'm happy. That with helps it. for you to be able to connect with the community. That's, that's the plus point. But I give you an example. Uh, a friend of mine, he asked me, "Where are you living?" So I'm not ashamed to hide where I'm living. Some people be looking, okay, you live in the camp, okay. They have like a, a real, another picture of you. So like a negative picture, unfortunately. So yeah. You were shaking your head. Do you have this experience also? Yeah, here uh, like, uh, like, you know, you are trying to do your best to integrate in this society, okay? Uh-huh. When I start... Uh, being in Ireland, I tried to, to learn the language as soon as possible. I did my best and I finished even that, that first book in a couple of months only. Later on, when I got the decision, like I I took a step back, you know. It's like a normal reaction, you know. It's a psychological issue. I, I cannot even thinking about anything else that, other than the decision, you know. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. You can do here some uh, volunteer work. Yeah, it's famous in the uh, Dutch culture. I enjoy it. Uh, I have a lot of experience in this and a lot of certificates, but uh, still, yeah. Right, it's 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 temporary. It's a small yeah. it's a small piece of time. It's yeah. not something guaranteed and, for a long time. And without your official documents, you can do nothing here. Like uh, you have to, to get the DGD. What is that in English? This is like like SSN. You know, like the social security. Oh, okay, number. it's like, got it. So you're like, yeah, your social security. You have you have to get the, your SOFI number of the PSN number. After that, you have to get the DGD. After that, you have to open the account in the bank, because without all of this procedure, you cannot be you cannot be active in the society. And when you do that, are there people who help you open the bank account, get your social security number? Is that something your lawyer helps you do, or do you have to figure it out on your own? No, no, uh, the lawyer just give you the heads up. And you have to figure it out with the Kua, with the IND, with like this, and you have to uh, travel here and there, you know, to to uh, to manage it for yourself. Super complicated. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, yeah. Yeah. Anas, yeah. um, is there anything else that? It, oh, it's getting it's getting lively in here. Um, it, it, it sometimes really does. <laughs> yeah. What um, I would say is, what is the case? which many would not want to hear because um, for me in particular how I've tried to adjust is nothing to write home about it's just like play 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 the whole time because the system does not permit you to critically make good plans and so you just must be like happy-go-lucky if you really want your healthy health safe you must live like a happy-go-lucky life because if you are thinking, thinking, planning, those plans are going nowhere. 
Because That's a great insight too. So yeah. if you try to plan and try to keep yourself up, you will hit roadblocks. And so sometimes it's easier not even to try to work. Exactly. So you throw caution to the wind and you just, oh, every day comes like this. But this is very difficult for uh, some middle-aged and elderly people. Sure. Yes, it's only good for the youngies. Yeah. So this is just... Um, what I noticed, but also with the question you asked Abdullah and what the whole procedure does is steal away people's time, kill their spirits, and in the end they will all resort to drug abuse. That is what I see. Because they do not work. They are not permitted to work. Speak a little louder about this if you can, because I would like these guys to hear what you're saying. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I cannot... But you were talking about, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything. Just My don't volume. hold back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't hold back. You were talking about getting into the drug abuse, which is yeah. something I also want to talk saying, about in Italy. Um, is that with reference to what you asked um, Adela about how we cope? The truth is that this asylum system really kills the spirit of the asylum seeker. The plans that they come with. Okay, I was in a danger zone. Now I, I'm in a safer place. And I'm aspiring or looking forward for a better tomorrow. This is not so easy because you come with this clean heart and clean intentions. And along the line, you meet these uh, stumbling blocks, which is like a long delayed procedure where you cannot work, where you cannot do all these things. And it's like all those plans and good intentions are stuck with you. If care is not taken, the kind of friends that you associate with could lead you into drugs. In the asylum, people don't pay critical mind because in actual fact, in Europe, the asylum seeker who has not been granted a permit is not part of their society. I know this. Right. I know this. It's and we were... Yes, the, I know this. I'm glad that you mentioned this too because it's something that Abraham and Abdul were just talking about before we began too is that even the ID that you're given is not a normal national ID. Yeah, exactly. Like uh, the ID you get is different than the normal people. To yes, be honest. Yes. And if you see them, like you go to the store, you're going to buy a cigarette, example. They see the ID, you are like the outside of the society. Right, they automatically on the card, they yeah, see yeah. that you're an asylum seeker. And, uh, and they see that not on the positive side, like outside, a negative side. Like if you go, I, I give example, you go to the club, you go enter. So the security, the people that's never been in touch with people that outside the country, they have this, like a picture, what they see on news. They say, ah, immigrants, they only come to harass people. They don't buy nothing. It's like it's like that picture. But the mis the the person that's for the reason that happening is IND because IND put us in this situation. Because if you look, they say it's it's not allowed to pre profiling. In my opinion, you put normal people and crazy people in one camp, sometimes in wrong room. They throw you like in a lion cage. Figure it out. Climb out, survive. From last, was it a fortnight ago? It was in October, yeah, early, it was about a month ago. Yeah, I said that it's an open prison because it's only in a prison that they do not care what crimes you commit. They just dump everybody there. This is the camp. Whether you're a master's degree holder, I once lived in a camp in Budo and I was on bed with a, a medical professional. Oh, really? He was Syrian. 
had his training in Russia. He was top-notch professional. And <laughs> there he was, and there I was. And always he was reading his books, reading his books, and sometimes he could just go crazy one time. Yeah, even with his level and experience and exposure, he still could not contain certain situations. Because you'd be in a room, they could throw somebody who just came out of jail. I'm not saying jail is a bad place, but they should profile this. You know, someone coming from a, a war zone, maybe never committed a crime. Right. Now, you coming from Syria, Mohammed, is this something that you've dealt with in the housing here, the roommates you've had? About my roommates? Yeah. Have you been in uncomfortable situations with people who didn't understand your background? Actually, no, I didn't face that because Kua staff here, they know my situation okay. and they consider it. Okay. Yeah. So, so it sounds like it, it does happen, what you, as you were saying, Anas, but not always. Yes, it's from time to time there's kind of these things. But the thing what, what, I'm, what I want to talk about is like these procedures, the delay in procedures, they put us in a tough situations. Like, like for example, I, I had it before, like um, I tried to enter the hotel here in oh, the city uh, okay. and they didn't allow me because they need um, the QR code. Uh, for the vaccine That's right. and and I cannot make the QR code because I don't have the Dekhede. You know, I got my uh, double shot vaccine, you know. But uh, you're not eligible to get the QR code. Yeah, yeah. And if I want to apply for the QR code, it will take like like 15 to 20 days and, and, and nobody informed me about that. So for those listening to, for those who are listening, the QR code that we're talking about in the Netherlands is what would be the green pass in Italy or in the United States when you show your CDC vaccination card that allows you into public spaces or restaurants and that kind of thing. And Abdul, I just want to say also, I know you have to run for your appointment. So whenever you have to go, you just let us know, okay? No problem. All right. Okay. What do you do? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you can have it. No, but you have to, to get the DGD yeah. number. See, listen. Yeah. If, if you download this one, yeah. they will give you a step to follow. Okay. Then when you follow it, they will send you the code yeah. on post. I have it. They send the code yeah. on post. They'll tell you in three or five working days, you have the code. Yeah. Then that, with that code, you can release all your information. Everything will be. Uh, this is my own. Yeah, it's the only way that you can have it yeah. without the normal. Yeah. yeah, you download, download this, 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 this hub. This is it. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so there's a way to get it. Huh? There is a way to get yeah, the QR code. When I get vaccinated, the last day they, uh, they came, I, I, I approached them. So they gave me, they tell me how to go about it. I should download the, 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 this on their website. Oh, what? I mean, <laughs> see, that's the mistake that people make it. Yes. Like some ignorant people, that, that's why I say normal people and crazy people put together. Some people open the fire door, it's not allowed. Because they don't have nothing to do. That's true. And this is this is my point, actually, what I'm talking about. That why we should figure out these things. Like I don't have an idea about how to get the, my QR code. Why they uh, when the, when we get vaccinated, they didn't make for us like an ex explanation about the, the the other steps. And yeah, yeah. Totally, yeah. I understand. The whole European um, asylum is like um, a trick. As for me, I say it as it is like a trick because it's very difficult. 
to see an asylum seeker come to Europe and make it in life. Yes. Let's hold that thought. I've tried to talk to people. People have been here for a decade, after their papers and stuff. And it's always a kind of tied up program with hidden tricks that when you falter, oh, you pay a sudden fine. And when, so you're never really moving forward. I'm a little concerned that it's not recording. So I'm going to pause for a minute. Oh, oh, oh. Like, hey. Mohammed just said see. something important to me. Yes. Now, now, the, the alarm started, right? Yeah. We should run outside. This is the safety of a procedure. They don't yeah. give that type of training. Yeah. Like this is a tricky situation. If, if there is something now, it's, uh, or we are in danger, and we are just sitting here and talking, and, and the fire is outside, you know, everywhere, you know, and we are just like, it's a no, it's a fake alarm. Then we're going to burn in hell, and we're still convinced. So you're saying we never even know when to take things seriously because there's always something going on. Yeah. Happened. The alarm just keeps springing out. One, one, one. Even without nothing happening. So definitely, if this building is on fire, nobody will give a fuck. It's, it's just normal. Yeah, it's just normal. They would have programmed this thing. When it is fire, then you can uh, 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 study alarm or smoke. You can study alarm. Not all, every second. Every is the alarm going off a lot? Yeah, some people play with it. They see it as a toy. No. Yeah. It's true. What do you expect? What do you expect? When someone is here for a long time, it gets mentally the the, the depressed. The so you have nothing. That's the point. Yeah, you yeah. stay here. You don't have a job. You cannot go to school. You don't have permission to do anything. It's, it's, it's just like you're still under your slave master. It's just, this is slavery. In a different form. In a different form. Yeah, it happened to me before. When I finished my in uh, language book, I tried to go to the uh, teacher here and uh, I asked her to join the class. Yeah, because I, I want to keep myself motivated. But she uh, was sorry about that. She said, you have to have the, your uh, ID. It's like profiling. They say it's not... Uh, they like, say... It's like, not a lot profile, but like, are you, you give kidding an example, me? Right? Are you kidding like, me? I'm here. I'm here to learn the language. I'm here to integrate in this society as soon as possible. I'm trying to do my best, and you tell me, you know, you need your official document. What are you talking about? You know? It's yeah. not the. It's, in my opinion, it's not only the big mistake. Koa is Koa is like a political friend. Let's say somebody inside Koa told me that, like, if you want to go level up like be the boss of Koa yeah. you go, you must kiss basically ask from another person to come up sure it's a political office so it's part of the IND exactly and yeah. they say we are non-profit organization but it's like what they saying that's what, yeah but I don't believe the nothing but the problem is I give you example like let's say the fire like fighting I give you example fighting okay. Okay. a lot of fights now is it I'm happy the camp is now easy. It's a calm down. It's really calm from down. past years. Because you've not heard it. It's not down because you've not heard it. It doesn't happen. People do fight. You are you live you listen, you live in zero floor. You don't know what is happening on first floor. You cannot hear any other noise. You wake up in the morning, you see blood everywhere. You don't know what happened. No, but but let's let's be uh, let's be honest. 
We all four, we are, we have been long time. We're not the new people here anymore. If you see a couple months ago, it was much worse yeah. than right now. That's what I'm talking when about. Nana is what? Nana. Nana is snitching. Now it's worse. It gets worse every day. It don't get better. It gets worse. Wow, but I'm talking about it. Fine. Okay. We are here now. We don't benefit. We don't give out. Okay, if they keep us here, waiting for the, for the decision, at least they have to give us a working permit that we can work and give to the society. But being here without working, without giving, without receiving, it's, it takes us nowhere. Okay, if we are here, we are working. We work at the, at the end of the month to pay our tasks. You give to the society, you pay back to the government. With that, you can be a benefit, a better society. Yeah, that's true. But keeping us here without doing nothing, without, without working, without going to a school, people lose it. People lose it. Because they don't have hope, they don't have what, what tomorrow will bring. They don't know the outcome of, of their tomorrow. They, they lost it. They go, they go bananas. They lost it. Abraham and Anas and Mohammed and uh, Abdul Muhammad Ali, I want to thank all four of you for being so passionate and transparent and honest about everything that you're seeing and experiencing. And I'm going to stop our conversation here today. But before we go, is there one thing each of you could say before we go that you would want somebody on the outside to know about your experience here that they don't know, that you want them to know? I'll start with it. I will give the people advice, like visit camps. Visit camps. See how people live. Because they're open. Yeah, they're open. <laughs> Not all camps are friendly like this camp. But go go connect with people because maybe you can help them. Connect with people. Yeah. To see how we live, maybe you can give them advice and maybe you can save them. You never know. That's the only thing. That's awesome. Thanks. I hope like um, they do for, for us more activities here, you know. Uh, especially uh, outside activities, okay. yeah, and um, explaining the law. Uh, so you need help understanding what your rights are. I, I, I need to understand the Dutch law, because even even uh, when I'm riding my bicycle, I don't know the priorities. Oh, the, like how to, what know, lane who, to stay in. Who, who must go right and who must go left and who, what, what it's is It's tricky the, here, isn't it? Yes, yes. I, need, I don't know either. Yes, yes. Like, like I'm I, terrified I riding the bike here. Stop, I have to stop. <laughs> Then he will look at me like I'm an idiot, you know. Why are you stopping? I, I don't know the proper uh, the, the priority, you know. Okay, I'll be a gentleman. Go. <laughs> that is such a useful point. Thank you for sharing that, Abraham. What I will say: Do to yourself, do to others what you can do to yourself, and don't do to yourself what you cannot do to what you cannot do to others. Thank you. They don't see us as human, not as as, as a trash, as, as just like a push aside. We are human. Yeah, many of us we are here for a purpose. We are here for a dream, for, for for a bigger vision, for a bigger dreams. You don't know how we can able to uh, to uh, infect this country in a positive manner in the future. You don't know how we can able to to get a, to grow up the economy in this country in the future. Let them not see us as people who are dumb. Let us see us as human. Let them see you as humans. And who human are people who, who understand, who want to learn. From every, from every teaching slice bring, we want to learn. Thank you. Anas, 
I think that um, mine is like a political point. Is Let's it hear accepted? it. You can say whatever you want. Okay, I think that Europe is overwhelmed as a whole. And I think that they should submit more transparent reports to the United Nations for refugee resettlement programs. Because they're so close to the Middle East and Africa and they're invaded and they're overwhelmed and their rules are choked. They don't know what to do out of ideas and they're just uh, playing games. But they should present their report as it is and there should be proper refugee resettlement programs. Maybe some parts of Japan, they need manual workers, they need strong people. And there are lot of, lots of strong people in Italy. Maybe in Canada, they need a strong workforce. They should not reserve that for only European intellectuals. But the whole globe. But the whole world, because we are also in Europe and now we're part of Europe. So when it's beyond their control, they should call for help. Thank you all. Thank you, Anas. Thank you, Abraham. Thank you, Mohammed. Thank you, Abdul Muhammad Ali. We'll see you for the next one. Thank you all so much for your words. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Good scenes. Thank you for listening to Open Encounters from Migrants of the Mediterranean. You can follow Migrants of the Mediterranean on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. If you like Open Encounters, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review. Open Encounters is produced, written, and edited by me, Pamela Kirpius. Editorial and outreach by Nick O'Connell. Music by Giovanni Escalera. To read every story and to donate to humanitarian storytelling, go to migrantsofthemed.com. That's migrantsofthemed.com.